Hey everybody, this is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you yet another amazing episode of the podcast. Um, my cat is shaking his head at me. Um, he doesn't approve of anything I do, so whatever. I'm going to keep going, and he's resettling. There we go. Little uh, window into my life. Um, this is coming to you on, uh, on a Sunday instead of typically when I try to post these on Friday because I'm leaving town for quite a long time. Um, long is relative, but it's about three weeks. So I won't be as, um, able to get things out on the website or do the podcast as much as I would want to. Um, so there's going to be a bit of a hiatus right now, but, uh, I wanted to get this one out as soon as possible because this is, uh, Rory Duren. Um, who is behind the 100 Days, 100 Women um, uh, drawing thread, basically. Uh, there will be links in the, uh, the article, but uh, you can go online and find 100 Days, 100 Women, uh, hashtag on Twitter, and you will see all of Rory's amazing portraits um, up to, she will be posting, I believe, uh, number 98. Um, 97 or 98, I apologize. We just did the, we just did the podcast and I still can't even remember, you know, basic things like what she's doing or what her name is. Um, so sorry, Rory. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to get this out because the election is coming up and her whole, um, reason for doing the 100 days, 100 women was to show people, uh, various women throughout history who have been involved in so many different aspects of our culture and society, um, world culture, world society, that, you know, world history, all of that. So, uh, especially as it's leading up to what I do honestly believe will be the first woman president elected in the United States. So yeah, I want to celebrate that. And Rory's, uh, work is celebrating women. So here, please to enjoy episode 77 of that girl with the curls with Rory. I at least wanted to get this up before uh, the election and, and whatnot, since uh, uh, since we're we're starting technically right now. Your your work is um, you know very tied into what's happening uh, very soon in this country. So yes. Um, but so yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way, and and so that I at least know how to mostly pronounce it. If I don't get it right, I apologize when I re-record. It is totally fine. Excellent. Um, well, for the sake of, of, of just starting out, uh, Rory, welcome to That Girl with the Curls. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes. Um, and, and really, like, the, the origin story of this uh, of this uh, um, episode is that you are currently, um, we're on what, you're on day 96 right now? Uh, yes. Day 96 of 100 Days, 100 yeah. Women. Yes, I got a little bit behind, so I'm like, okay, it's not really day 96, it's actually <laughs> day 98, mm. but yes, and so I'm posting day 97 probably after I have this conversation. Yeah. There we go, <laughs> just try to get it, because um, your intention was to have the last one on November 8th, right? Yes, and I will. You will, <laughs> yes, it's like I come hell or high water, it's happening. It will happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And um, for those who don't know what 100 Days 100 Women is, uh, could you could you kind of uh, walk us through the process? Uh, well, um, I, <laughs> I know I know I it's a lot. Not, I, I I had a harebrained idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was watching the the Democratic convention and and it was mentioned that it was 102 days to the election, and I'm like, oh. 100 days to the election. I love round numbers. <laughs> I wonder if I should do I wonder if I should do um, a really complicated <laughs> a complicated art project. Um, and so um, as as I do, I did. <laughs> and I was like I'm going to draw 100 historical women mm-hmm. in 100 days leading up to the election. And then it happened and it became real. <laughs> And then it became real, and it took over my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, I. I'm always kind of fascinated about uh, when artists take on those kinds of projects. I mean, you know, we, we just finished up October, so the Inktober kind of uh, deal that happens with artists, especially on Twitter uh, now, where a lot of this, oh, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to, you know, because I assume that there's like a, a list of of things to draw, but some people do themes as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if you if this just kind of took over your Inktober as well. So. <laughs> um, it's the Inktober did inform it because in 2014 um, I decided to do Warrior Queens, mm. historic Warrior Queens for Inktober. Yeah, um, and uh, in the the 31 day month of October, I got I think 19 of them done <laughs> um, because I. You know, I was doing all this research, um, and I, you know, I decided on the theme like a week before October started, and I was like, "This is plenty of time." Mm-hmm. And I got my list together, and I started doing research, and then I was doing these pieces where every one of them was from at least the waist up. So it was like a ton of research on what people wore and what they looked like. Oh yeah, and. Um, it, it just got away from me. Mm-hmm. So on this one, that was a big part of the lessons I learned there. Um, was like, okay, it's all going to be busts. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be shoulders up. Yeah. Um, I am I am not going to complicate my life mm-hmm. by making some kind of full figure person. Um, and yeah, it just. Uh, yeah, it definitely took over that. It's it's kind of funny because I've never finished. I've tried Inktober several times and I've never finished it. Mm-hmm. But somehow I'm finishing a hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like it, it's the it's because of the um, I guess the the political climate that we are living in right now, especially with like these women, uh, it, many of them people don't really know about. Um, in, in that the fact that we are sitting on the precipice of the election of the first woman president because I can't even like think about the other alternative at this point. Right. Um, <laughs> like, go, go to your happy place. Pretty much it's like, um, oh, it's all good here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a big part of it is when you do a big project like this is getting, um, is getting that feedback and getting um you know it's not that it even necessarily has to be positive feedback Mm -hmm. but just getting 
getting feedback that people are interested and that um, you're engaging them. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I, w- I want to start with, um, how did you, you know, choose your list of 100 women? Oh, um, well, since, since I kind of decided to do it on the fly, mm-hmm. um, I started out with about, I think it was like 40 to 50 women mm-hmm. um, that I just um, came up with from being... Um, kind of a, a little bit of a history nerd. Um, and so there was, you know, these 40 to 50 women that I was like, okay, I would I would definitely be interested in drawing these women. And then uh, I put out the call on Facebook for people to, um, to suggest women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, I would say probably, I don't know, I need to do like a, post, a post-mortem post <laughs> statistical analysis yeah. of the <laughs> just because I'm that person. Yeah. But um, I would say maybe like 25% of, uh, of the women were, were suggestions mm-hmm. that people gave me. Um, and then there was probably a, a fairly high percentage that I just found um, doing a lot of Googling, mm-hmm. uh, and working my Google Foo. So, um, oh man, that's a that's a superpower we should all start having at this point, like Google Foo. <laughs> Google Foo. It's a I, Google Foo. You know, I can find stuff on Google. That is my superpower. <laughs> there we go. That'll go in every description on every card now. Like Googling is my superpower. It really is. Like, like. Uh, you know, I just, I just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, okay, well, if, if this term doesn't work, then what about this, which is kind of a synonym for this, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll couple it with this, and what if I do this, and then, oh, I found this little snippet here, mm-hmm. and ooh, digital books, I can search those on Google. It's like, what? Jackpot. <laughs> Well, then there's also like, hey, I'm not going to stick with just the the one or two pages. I'm going to go all the way down to like the 15th page of the search. (laughs) It's like going to dive deep. And Translate has been invaluable. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I I only speak one language, but thanks to Google, I've been able to actually find out a lot about subjects. Yeah. With the, uh, the Translate... Which is not perfect. Oh, um, yeah, of course not. <laughs> some weird translations of idioms. And you just have to kind of be like, well, I guess I'm not going to find out what that means. Yeah, you're just um, like, I'm, I probably shouldn't know what that means at this point. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and so, uh, I just drew my 99th woman. And then... The, the list is finalized. It was not finalized until I drew her. Oh, really? Um, it, yeah, it's been changing the whole time. Because it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I started with, you know, so many women. And as, and then of course I started drawing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, anyone who wasn't drawn was just on this ever-moving list. 
whereas I found another subject um, that I thought was more interesting that I wanted to draw more. You know, they get pit at the top mm-hmm. of this ever moving list, and someone else gets moved off the list. Nope. So. That, that, I mean, that's an interesting thing, too, because, I mean, you talked about being a history nerd. I, I, I share in this passion. Um, so it's it's interesting how you're you're basically, like, curating this list of, uh, of just, you know, significant women in the course of history. And then, you know, you're like, okay, well, this, one, this one's, you know, better here. Or, I mean, it, and, and this one, oh, I'm sorry, she's going to have to go because of this and, this, you know, all these different reasons for, you know, these, uh, you know, 100 women, which are certainly not representative of, of the entire history of, 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 of women in our activities and whatnot, but yeah, not even close. yeah, exactly. It's like, what, what is it like for you when you have to like choose one over the other? It is excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably spent, I mean, I spent hours, um, just, looking at biographies and going back and forth and saying, okay, this person or this person or this person or this person. Um, Because, I mean, you know, it may sound surprising to some, but a hundred isn't enough. No, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Especially, you know, so, so, you know, quickly I realized that a hundred just isn't enough. Um, and so things started getting more difficult very quickly mm-hmm. and <laughs> more rules started developing like, um, you know, how similar is this person to another person on the list mm-hmm. and, you know, okay, well that will drop them lower on the list and, you know, uh, did this person come from a more interesting culture? Okay. It is higher on the list. Okay, and how are they like this person? And how are they different? And so, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would suggest if anyone does this to um, to take more than two days to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate lesson. Like preparation is probably going to get you through this a lot faster. But uh, at, at the same time, it's it's interesting because it's like the list is is living to a certain degree, like, because you're, you're kind of taking your time and you're actively changing it as you're going. It's like the, the list is itself kind of dictating, um, Mm -hmm. what it becomes, which I I find fascinating. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It, I mean, like I said, it was a living document pretty much up to the end. Mm -hmm. And, And, um, as, as I, as I have taken people off the list, they are on an auxiliary list for, I don't know, later projects, maybe? <laughs> the next 100 so, days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I would not do in 100 days. I might do, I, uh, it was something I was talking to my husband that we, I was like, you know, I could see doing maybe 100 in a year, mm-hmm. but um, 100, <laughs> 100 in 100 days is a, is a bit much. You don't want to torture yourself that badly. I mean, you're, you've already done it once. You, you've proved that you can do it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to put yourself through that much torture again and on a frequent basis. Yeah, because I, I have a full-time job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so this is like, uh, there's I've been neglecting my friends. 
so. <laughs> My social life is just about nil, and I would really like to have that back again. It's it's always what gets sacrificed first. Is um, okay. Um, I need I need to work, mm-hmm. and I need to sleep, and I need to eat, and I need social life. Okay, which one of these is sacrificed first? Social life. Yeah. So it's odd where the priorities start going where you're like, okay, this is this is the passion project right now, and the passion project has a time limit, so... <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, at least my friends I know will mostly be there, I think, hopefully. Yeah. You emerge from the house, and you're like, where is everyone? <laughs> what? Oh, it's, it's fall now. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect, because like, we're right into the holidays, so I get to see all of them, so I get to mm-hmm. see like, yay! You're not just going to be sitting in a corner, like, drawing. You're like, no, no, I have to get this done now. <laughs> I must finish. Oh, my God. I, I might be a little socially awkward at first. But yeah, it's like, okay. you just come in, you're like, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, my gosh, all of you have babies. What? What? What happened? Man, that's a lot to happen in 100 days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, so with this, with this list again, um, so, uh, I think what's also interesting is the, the plethora of subjects that these, that these women come from, uh, because like you said, you were trying to make sure that you're, you're kind of trying to cover a lot of different areas and especially it seems like areas that people might not assume women were participants in. Um, were there were there any um, I guess any women that surprised you or were, that were just kind of like oh my god I can't even believe that this you know that this woman was involved in this so I have to like anything like that. Um, I, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were someone someone suggested, and I'm going to wreck this name. Um, uh, but I'm just going to pronounce it phonetically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Tara Norero. Okay. Um, who was an aborig- uh, Aboriginal Tasmanian um, outlaw and, and freedom fighter who I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had, I, it was something that I had no idea about um, because I had heard of, um, the, um, I know people are weird about, about the G word, mm. um, but what is what is also, uh, often called the Tasmanian genocide, mm-hmm. um, and I had heard about that, but, it, you know, um, as within North America, a lot of times you don't really hear about, um, anyone, anyone really fighting back, or, um, and often, you know, those people are chalked up as outlaws so it was it was super cool to to learn about people like that um the um the first named author in history was was a woman um an Acadian princess and you know that you know stuff like that is is super cool when it's not just the first for women but it's just the first Period. The first of anything, yeah. Yeah, the first the first novel was written by a Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. Um, the first novel, the first novel written by anyone. 
<laughs> I mean, that's... I, in research, like, there's a little bit of dispute on what is a novel, but I'm kind of like, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't care about your loose terms here. Like, they said novel, like, I'm going with it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going with it, you know, whatever, with the asterisk. <laughs> Just put an asterisk next to each name. You're like, okay, look, some of this is subject to, you know, interpretation, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. the the disclaimer on every historical figure, basically, at this point. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was really happy that you put, um, that you had Sybil uh, Luddington. Uh, yeah. Because the Revolutionary War is, um, is my, is my war of choice, I guess, if you're going to, <laughs> if you're going to pick wars. <laughs> Um, th- that would be mine. You're, so you're a stand for the for the Revolutionary War. I am. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so happy Hamilton came out because, like, finally someone's making it relevant. <laughs> like, oh, see, and now you have a bunch of friends, so like everyone is like coming to it, and you just have like a, you know, a feast of people to to talk about the Revolutionary War with. Oh, it's so great. It's just like, oh my god, I finally have people who are, like, interested in something I studied. I studied so much. <laughs> See, it's, it's so funny when people when people have the opposite reaction, where they're like, oh, I, I, I hate it. Everyone knows about this now. It's like, what? I felt so lonely for so long. <laughs> I'm so glad people are learning about it. It's like, finally! Like, I'm not alone in this world. <laughs> Exactly. I have someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and 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 it's really like because when I was when I was going through the list, you know, as I was doing my own research into you know the 100 days, 100 women, uh, like there were certain names that just kind of popped out because um, what's great is that when you post them on Twitter and on your Tumblr, you include the links to uh, I, I'm assuming like the primary source where you kind of got your information from. Uh, generally, it's. Um it's usually multiple sources so Mm -hmm. I try to pick the one that um, I feel covers the most bases Mm -hmm. in the most clear way no that makes sense yeah (laughs) yeah so usually it's Wikipedia but sometimes the the Wikipedia articles are because I always look at the talk section Mm -hmm. which I will tell anyone who's like using Wikipedia always look at the talk section (laughs) Extremely revealing. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> because then you get to see if there's been, you know, shenanigans with the article. Yeah. Um, and and you also get to see that's where they have like all the ratings of whether it's like rated like C class or B class or or whatnot. So. Um, so in terms of like reliability. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a lot of it's rated on you know having um, proper footnotes. Um, I know that was a big thing when I was in college is oh my god you you, you couldn't use Wikipedia mm-hmm. but there was there was no prohibition against going to Wikipedia and look at all looking at all the footnotes oh, and then y- using those sources <laughs> no I I used to be a when I was in college when I was in grad school I was a um, a teaching assistant. And so I had to tell, like, these kids, these kids, like, they were maybe seven years younger than me. <laughs> like, they're still kids. They're still kids. Uh, basically, these 18-year-olds, for the most part, in these um, entry-level courses being like, look, I if you have to cite Wikipedia, fine. I'd rather you use that as a citation than, you know, try to pass it off as your own information um, or your own writing. But, it's like, 
let's try to get some like sources that are reliable and also do freaking citations the way I showed you to. Like, I don't know why this is such a controversy. <laughs> I feel like I had to explain more to them how a citation worked than anything else. Like, and correct, you know, their grammar was <laughs> probably about it. Majority of my work. I remember, I remember that, uh, from college as well. Like just the, um, the concept of citing something. It's just like, what were you doing in high school? <laughs> I know, it's like, they didn't really prepare us for anything, did they? <laughs> Darn you, educational system. Do better. Yeah. Well, my, my biggest thing was the five-paragraph essay. Because, uh, I mean, they, they teach you how to do it in your in your English courses, you know, for the most part in high school. And then, it, I mean, it's good for getting you through, like, a 45-minute class. I'll give them that. But once you hit college and they're like, no, you can do more than five paragraphs. I don't even understand why you would do this in less than five paragraphs. Right, right. And you're like, like, well, if it's it's worth writing about, like, get in there. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I think that was my biggest learning curve was was like, oh, my God, I can do more than five. This is amazing. (laughs) Like, I can sound smart. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. Like, the world is new. My eyes are open. (laughs) <laughs> and I never look back. Never. So, to the point where now if I see a five-paragraph essay, I, like, shudder because it's just so much, just so much put into so little, you know, space. <laughs> that was one of the hardest parts is doing the, the Twitter, um, just the, the Twitter summation mm-hmm. with the image, like the, you know, the one that was actually going to be retweeted. Um, because it's just like, you know, every one of these, these people has so much to them. It's just like, okay, I'm going to, um, you know, make that a hundred characters. Because, you know, you have to have the name and the hashtag. So it's just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to summarize this amazing woman's life into a hundred characters. Yeah, it's like, how do you choose what what is, first of all, worth, uh, what is the most attention-grabbing, first of all? Uh-huh. And then it's just like, how do you follow that up? Because you, you want people to, to, to find these, you know, these women and be like, oh my god, they did this, and you're like, yeah, but there's so much more! There's so much more! It's almost like they uh, lived, like, a full life or something. <laughs> almost. Almost. Well, for some of them, most likely, so... Yeah, there was like there was like one that it was easy. Um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Merit Ta, who was um, the first name physician mm. uh, from ancient Egypt, and uh, so hers was easy because it's ancient Egypt and there's not a lot of information. Yeah, but, like, um, prior to that, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, everyone else, everyone else, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, especially with that, um, uh, because uh, when I was, so when I was in the sixth grade, I believe, um, I, we did like this living history kind of thing. So everyone was, you know, chose a person to be, and then you were like, you were like in a museum exhibit. And so it was an open house and, you know, your friend, you're not your friends, but your, your family would come in. And then if they like, you know, touched your hand, you gave a spiel like you were that person, like, in the Hall of Presidents kind of thing, like, hello, I'm so-and-so, blah 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 
Um, and I was Elizabeth Blackwell and kept saying like, first woman doctor ever kind of, you know, that, that kind of stuff where it's like, of course, when you're 12, you just assume that, you know, that's how, that's how it works. (laughs) So, but it just, it just reminded me of that where it's, you know, it's like, yes, Elizabeth Blackwell was a person who was, you know, a, a doctor and everything, but in terms of women in medicine, it's like, there was so much more prior to her that led up to this moment. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's interesting if you, um, cause that was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was like a fun thing. Like, okay, women doctors, like who, who, who do I choose? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, there is, um, a Wikipedia page, which is just like the first women doctors by country. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the first one that is um, because there is a, um, a little bit of controversy around um, Agnadisi. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I'm just going to mingle everyone's names. Uh, um, yeah, no, sometimes even just looking at them like, if I want to bring this one up, I don't want to sound like an idiot for not knowing how to like, pronounce her name. <laughs> And I already, I already do because um, I, I had that problem when I was a kid of um, reading a word mm-hmm. often before I spoke it or heard it um, spoken. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I have, I had all kind of creative uh, pronunciations. I think when you have to read out loud to a into a class and you're like, oh shit, shit, shit! I don't know how this word is pronounced. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just our basic go-to is like, well, I'm just going to phonetically do this. And if it works, great. If not, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Embarrassment city, here I come. But yeah, there was, there was, uh, I mean, the, the thing that especially is notable with doctors is there's such a long history of midwives, mm-hmm. um, that were, that were doctors. I mean, like women, women were doctors, um. And it's just kind of, I mean, it might just be lost the history. Because oh, um, yeah. at a certain point, there's just no records. Yeah, I mean, half the time you're just, you know, the, the only reason we even knew that women were involved in something was because we had we happened to find a diary of some sort. Yeah. Like, or, there's, or there's like some, there's some, you know, uh, a clipping of a, a, a some male person complaining about them no i so okay i i wrote this um short story uh for a a seattle-based um journal called the mad scientist journal and uh it was because i'm an archivist by by trade uh yeah and uh and so i did this it was kind of it was supposed to be a it was a first person account and it was like i found this you know woman in the archives who was the first one to ever build like a weather machine you know, kind of like take a steampunk kind of stance to it. And the way like that I supposedly found her was through the rantings of these other guys in the uh, like British, you know, you know, meteorological society or whatever the hell. <laughs> so, with, But it, it very much goes into like, that's how we find these women is that it's, it's a, it's a couple of lines here and there, or it's a diary that happens to show up, like, because they weren't in the position to actually, you know, write about themselves at the time. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I don't... Do you know who uh, Trina Robbins is? Yes, yes, yes. I, I know her. Um, she was she was giving a talk, and she was talking about how um, uh, one, of the, one of the women cartoonists she found, she only found because she was at a yard sale, mm-hmm. and someone was selling all of these extremely old newspapers. And so she bought a bunch of them and started going through them and found her. Oh, my God. Oh and it's just... <laughs> and I, it's, it's so easy to... Because um, right now, we really live in, like, an archivist culture. Mm-hmm. Like, like, everything is saved. Like, some <laughs> sometimes... Terribly, everything is safe. Yeah, curation um, is a little is a, is an art. I feel like that not many people have right now. It's a skill. <laughs> we forget that so much was was just ephemera, like stuff that we would find. Mm-hmm. It's shocking that people just were like, "Oh, we're done with this. Let's throw it away." Yeah. Like, um, you know, governmental papers. People are just like, "Oh, we're done with this. We don't need this anymore. Let's throw it away." Yeah. You're just like, no, there's history. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's, I mean, just, it's it's easy to be almost overwhelmed by by how much is almost certainly lost uh, to history. Yeah, I mean, and especially in, um, I mean, we do experience it here in the United States, but in other countries, like, just, it goes, the, the likelihood of people being found out about their contributions goes down, down, down. You know, uh-huh. depending on you know what kind of government situation they're in, what's what's the what's the society like? What's you know all these different factors that kind of lead towards like the you know whether or not we find out about them is just insane when you think of what what has been lost and could just blow your mind basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, I mean, so many countries were, um, you know, if if a colonizing force takes over and the records are mostly oral and the language is destroyed or the, you know, the keepers of the oral tradition are, you know, killed or died. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's gone. Yeah. And, and, and then there's this whole idea of like, I guess in this postmodern sense, you know, like what, who is the voice of the narrative? You know, you have a stories being told, but they're being like written down by men who are maybe taking the stories of women and changing it to fit whatever narrative they want to put out there. You know, those it's, it, it's always like, it's like we have so many untrustworthy sources that when we actually find one that should be trustworthy, we're still looking at it with like this skeptical eye, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. It's true. I mean, and I mean, you know, this from being an archivist, like even, I mean, even what we would think of as fairly contemporary, uh, uh, there are people who don't have pictures of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no um, first-hand accounts from them. Yep. Like, well, you know, someone like Kate Warren, um, who was the first female detective in the, in the U.S., mm-hmm. there's no pictures of her. I mean, there's some pictures that people think might be her. Yeah. There's, like, no definitive pictures of her. Like So, in like, all we have is a name, and 
you know, of her as a, as a detective. But yeah, it's like everything after that is like, okay, now, I mean, maybe, maybe not, you know, unless we get, it's always like looking for that one, one little source that will be the catalyst that kind of opens the door up again. Uh And really for, for her, it would, it's just that we found her name, you know, (laughs) like, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, we have, we have, we have Alan Pinkerton's description of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the stories about her at the, at the Pinkerton Agency. And we don't really know about her life before she decided to become a detective. Mm-hmm. And through sheer force of, I guess, gumption and, and will mm-hmm. uh, convince Pinkerton to let her be a detective. I love a woman with some gumption. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just be just just that should be the next a book. It's like women who had gumption. <laughs> like I love it. Next year, there we go. It's just a lot of like Annie Oakley looking type people. Like, well, I'll tell you a tale. <laughs> just like just just women who do what they want. Right? They all got moxie, <laughs> moxie, gumption, and spunk. <laughs> Just always, take, it always takes me back to what Mary Tyler Moore, because my my grandparents would would have kind of like those the older shows on when I was growing up, and uh, just that that whole Lou, uh, what was it? Shit, what was his last name? Lou something or other? Lou Grant. There we go. Oh yeah, got it. There we go. Pulled it out of the fire, Sam. <laughs> the the Lou Grant be like, you've got spunk. I hate spunk. <laughs> that whole thing. It's like if ever there was a. Uh, kind of like a rallying cry for women that should be one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like that nasty women, apparently, so, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's great um, because uh, one of the one of the last I haven't posted her yet, but when this goes up, she'll be posted. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, last subjects I drew was um, Jeanette Rankin. Mm-hmm. who was the first woman elected to a federal office. Nice. And she was she was elected before women had universal suffrage in the U.S., but mm-hmm. women in Montana could vote. Yeah. So, yeah, so she was <laughs> elected for their, for their only congressional seat there in Montana. Um, and one of the things she said towards the end of her life is that if she had to do it over... She would do everything the same, except this time she'd be nastier. Yes. And I love that. It's just like, yes, you go, Jeanette. That, that yeah. quote has to be, like, right under her, basically. Yeah. It's like, you want the original nasty woman? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was a heck of a lady. She was, um, an anti-war activist all of her life. Mm-hmm. And, um. She she voted against World War One and World War Two. Okay. And in Vietnam, so she's this old lady. Um, she was leading marches on Washington. Oh, so, that's so cool. Yeah, she she did not slow down. Does when you're when you're researching these women, definitely. I mean, because some of them don't live very long. Some of them live like all the way into their you know their eighties, nineties. You know. Um, does it ever make you feel like, should I be doing more? Because <laughs> reading <laughs> yeah. some of these women's lives, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. 
yes, it's, it's, it's yeah. Like, what, what have I done with my life? Like, I haven't read, um, I haven't led a march. I haven't, you know, <laughs> discovered so and so. Um, I mean, though, I, I, there have been late bloomers, Mm -hmm. um, definitely on the list that it's like, okay, this, this kind of also gives me hope. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, how old you are, you can start, you can start doing the thing that you've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, there are, (laughs) this is, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but there are, like, a surprising number of women on this list who benefited greatly from their first husband dying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I I don't know how you spin that in a positive way, but I I feel like just their accomplishments make up for it. (laughs) I don't either. It's, you know, it's a situation where you have to get get married very young, and, you know, there are their husband is not into whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, of course he's not. And then, and then you know, he dies. And mm-hmm. People love to do, you know. Man, they were so into that. dying. They were like, let's just die. How how quick can you die? I can die quicker than you. Oh, no, um, I, I believe I could probably die quicker. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink this cholera water. What are you going to do? <laughs> Well, I'm going to point this gun at my head, then. <laughs> See you on the other side. I'm going to taste all of the elements. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a good plan. I feel like nothing could happen that would go south on that one. You know, just going to stick my tongue on this uranium. <laughs> there was a scientist who did that. <laughs> I feel like I read that somewhere. Like, the, yeah, the, they just, because they didn't know, like, how, how else are you going to learn? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to taste all the elements. Mm-hmm. Age of discovery. Why not? You know, it's like, well, what else have I got to live for at this point? Might as well die for what I love. <laughs> Maybe I'll get superpowers. You never know. Right. <laughs> the first atomic man's like, yes, I have the power. If only that had happened to Marie Curie. <laughs> She's like, "Yes, I have absorbed all the radiation. I am the, I am a god." Oh, that would be great. I want to, I want to say that there was a cartoon that was like, um, like it wasn't like a Saturday morning cartoon. It mm-hmm. was like some kind of comedic cartoon where Marie Curie was was like the radioactive woman or something. That would make sense. <laughs> Maybe I just dreamt that. I don't know. If you dreamt it and it's not real, I would be very surprised. <laughs> it needs to be real. Yeah. It's like if, if you can. If that's not real, someone was sleeping. Yeah. You can think it. It probably exists. So we'll we'll do the research. We'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a um. Oh god, what was it? Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts at all? I uh, I love podcasts. I go. devour podcasts. <laughs> uh, do, did you ever listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour? I have not gotten around to listening to that yet. Okay, well, they're because uh, they they break it up into different uh, segments, and so uh, one of them was oh, it was like Colonel TikTok, and uh, he was like this kind of Doctor Who ish. He goes he goes through time and fixes like events in history. And one of them was about the Algonquin Four, which was their, they t- 
turned into kind of their version of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and like Dorothy Parker had become like the like the thing, but she was almost like the thing slash the Hulk, and so she's like Dorothy Parker <laughs> Smash. Was so great. <laughs> so much. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I love Dorothy Parker. I mean, yeah, she was on your list too, wasn't she? Like, uh, uh just witty yeah. as all hell. <laughs> she she was one of the more famous people because I try I tried to to stay to people who were lesser known. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a couple where it's just like I just really love this person and I'm gonna draw them yeah because <laughs> it's my list no and and that that's true I mean as much as it's a live uh you know we've established it's a living document um there had there was definitely there had to have been people that you were like okay these are definitive you know or, I mean or there it might not have been like but were there definitive women that you were just like these they have to go on the list like no matter what they oh, yeah. have to go oh yeah um like I knew I was going to have uh, Polly Styrene on there. I love that um, name so much. <laughs> um, Emma Goldman mm-hmm. was was always going to be on there. Um, Dorothy Parker was always going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly Murray was always going to be on there. Um, Jackie Orms was always going to be on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was definitely. Um, there were there were definitely people that I was just like yeah yeah they're gonna be on here Nellie Bly is gonna be on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in in what what I really love too is um your how your art kind of changes according to the woman. It's yes. it's it's I mean it's still very you know based on your style it's still very much you but I love how the colors change or even just kind of a, a little bit of the style changes to reflect what they did or, you know, if they were part of like the art world, like it kind of reflects that, um, you know, was, was that the intention from the beginning or were you, did it, you kind of fall into that? Um, that was, that was the intention from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I have kind of a fluid, um, art style, it doesn't really, um, it's not, it's never super fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, even with sequential art that I've done, um, you know, it'll be self-similar, but there's a lot of differences in the, in the different, um, narrative works I've done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, bring that, bring that to it to just, um, you know the most the most important thing is that uh, the audience will have some kind of connection mm-hmm. with with the person with the subject of the of the portrait, and whatever I can do visually um, with color or style or texture to bring more of their story in visually, mm-hmm. uh, I try to do it. And I if I feel like I'm that's a great like you know, a uh, way of approaching it too, because I'm looking at like the, the picture of Mary Blair right now. Um, yes. and just like, I mean, it's when the, the second I saw like little golden books, like, Oh yeah. You know, just looking at her, you're just like, yeah, I can totally yeah. see that. 
or, or, or just even like the ones that are more black and white that are kind of reflective of like photographs or film, uh, you know, things like that are, I think it just goes towards, you know, helping people kind of understand, you know, the, the, just the, again, the various fields that women have been involved in and, you know, whether they've been trailblazers or have just been like, you know, ridiculously involved in a lot of things that you wouldn't have expected them to. I think that's through the art is a great way of expressing that. Thank you. Yeah. This, this is the gushy moment. So. <laughs> Most of the podcast becomes that after a while. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad that on that level that's it's awesome to hear because that's um that's my whole art career is um communicating visually mm-hmm. which is um so that makes me feel successful that i've communicated something visually yay <laughs> i'm always glad to, to help out with that that's what i'm here for <laughs> <laughs> sam cross self-esteem booster yeah yeah. <laughs> That's going to go on my card now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, I wanted to ask you this, too, because uh, with all of these women, um, there, there's been, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this tweet from Michael Moore that was going around where he was kind of being like, women have, you know, never created the atomic bomb, never done, you know, basically never committed oh, a... Wow. Right? No, I because I, when I saw that tweet... I, I have her on my list. <laughs> there we go. Because that, that's the thing. It's like, well, we're, we're kind of falling into this uh, resurgence again of benevolent sexism. Uh-huh. Um, with not only Michael Moore, but, you know, Louis C.K. kind of being all like, you know, Hillary's a mom. It's like, okay, well, yeah, but she's also like all of these other things, too. Like, yeah. Like, I can understand what you're trying to do, but you're doing it in a way that's kind of, actually, no, not kind of, but it just isn't helpful um, along the same line. So, especially with this list of women, like, you have, I mean, you have a lot of women who have done things that are, you know, in that same uh, vein of, like, not the best stuff in the world. Like, they've they've committed atrocities. They've, you know, probably, you know, wrote some, you know, really, like, terrible letters to people <laughs> but they've been bad mothers <laughs> yeah they've been bad mothers i mean the, the the whole idea is that these are women who lived full lives these are women who you know accomplished things but also did not you know weren't always the best people at the same time because women aren't you know women aren't a general category of just one thing yeah. i think that's the, the biggest thing that um that I mean, not only men, but also other women mm-hmm. can understand that it is, you're not, you're not a full, you're not considered a full person unless the entirety of humanity is open to you. Mm-hmm. And that's all the good things and all the bad things. And that's really the difference between being a human and being an idea. Yeah. Um, and and that was a big thing with these portraits is I wanted them all to feel human um, and and not an idea like uh, like especially with uh, like the, the subjects that don't have uh, really any kind of photographic or photorealistic 
um, portrayals of them available. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really important for me not to just uh, say um, for uh, Murasaki Shikabu to just do like um, a generic, you know, this is an amalgam of what Japanese faces look like. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, and there was like a BuzzFeed article or something that was like, we put together thousands of faces and this is what they look like. And it's like this weird, blurry image. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, this is what the face of France looks like. Um, it's like, interesting. To, <laughs> yeah, like I would rather be, um, like I gave her like a big nose <laughs> and a long face. And I don't know if that's what she looked like because no one knows really what she looked like. Mm-hmm. But I would rather she look like an individual than an idea. No, and, and and that's really important too because, I mean, again, to, to gush about your artwork a little bit more, I mean, there's personality in the faces. It's not just one generic face. Like, I've seen some, I mean, because I'm a comic book reader, so I've seen certain artists have a generic face that they put on women especially. Um and you do not have that problem. Like, it's, you, you see the personality, you see the wrinkles, you, you see a person. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's mutual appreciation <laughs> society right now. <laughs> you know, that, that was something as, you know, a young comic artist, somehow that got into my head uh, pretty severely, the idea of, like, same face. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> it's frustrating. So I've, I've, I've had a I've had a personal war with myself over a same face for you know my my whole drawing career. Mm-hmm. As a as someone you know it, you know if you read a lot of comics and and you especially like I mean it's not even just comics I mean it's it's anything that has like sequential art in it where you have to draw the same person over and over and then other people over and over I mean. Uh-huh. It, it must fall into the, like, okay, do I want to, you know, do I want to do the same face to save myself time? Or, you know, what am I doing to bring more life to the characters? I mean, and I assume that kind of goes with, you know, deadlines and frustrations and all this. Uh-huh. I mean, there's all kinds of things that would push a person to just do same face. So when you have... No, go ahead. Sorry. I, I mean, that's a big thing to remember, like, in the, the early days of comics, is that a lot of people who were producing comic books were um, coming from the commercial art field. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were, you know, which is basically advertising, like, illustration for advertising, where you do have, like, that's what's preferred, mm-hmm. you know. And also, they were basically... Um, <laughs> Like sweatshops, yeah. They produce these comics, <laughs> but then you know, you get a generation down the line, and everyone's just like, you know, oh, this is great, and you know, we love this, and it, it, the style is kind of divorced from that idea that this was a sweatshop style, mm-hmm. and so it just becomes, um, kind of, you know, codified as a as a style, like that. This is to do yeah. the same face, which I don't, I don't want to be like, never do same face because, um, I'm a big proponent of, um, whatever, whatever visual choices you make 
that are good for the story, make them. Mm-hmm. But make them because they're good for the story, not because, not because that's just quote the way it's done. No, I I totally get you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's I, I I can imagine it's 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 rough out there for an artist at times. <laughs> It is. I mean, you know, there's there's so many different, you know, it's it's so easy to try and chase that golden ring, too, because styles will, will ebb and flow in their popularity. Mm-hmm. And there's always that um, uh, temptation to, to change your style mm-hmm. to, to what is more popular. Um, it's not like it never works. For anyone, true. But, um, I advise against it. <laughs> just, just be yourself. Well, and, and and I think that that kind of speaks to what's been happening now in this generation, or even in the next generation of artists that are moving up, is that you know, not only are we seeing you know this rise and hopefully I don't want it to plateau. I want to keep going with um, not only female protagonists who are not you know. Uh, pure as the driven snow, but, uh, uh-huh. but also with art, um, artistic styles that are much, you know, are more expressive, more fluid, more open. Um, not, n- yeah, I've seen so many static artists before where you're just kind of like, well, how am I supposed to get excited about this when I don't even feel like there's movement happening, you know? Uh-huh. So it, it feels like comics is, uh, you know, especially comics, especially, um, cause that's what I have my basis in <laughs> is, is moving forward on that. Um, but there's always, oh, yeah. you've got your backlashes coming at you as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, there's always going to be people who, um, you know, they they look at change as <laughs> something that is going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, but it, it's probably not, you know, it's not like <laughs> change doesn't ever you know, it's not like change doesn't ever um, end with some people having less than they had before. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think that's what this is. This no. is just, um, this isn't a zero-sum game. You know, it's just an, it's an expansion. Yeah. You know, there's, there's plenty for everyone. <laughs> We've got enough, guys. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> we we're not just in a little bakery. We're in like a cake factory. Yeah. There will be cake for everyone. Let them everyone eat cake. <laughs> everyone can have their cake. And if you don't like cake, you can have pie. Yeah. It's like, it's like let them eat brioche. <laughs> <laughs> or kale, if you're really into kale. Oh, God. Well, okay, fine. People can have kale if they want, but I'm going to go over here and eat my, my cake slash pie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been watching a lot of, like, Food Network lately, so I've been seeing, like, we're gonna stuff a pie into a cake, into a brownie, into a... <laughs> so that's what I want, and, you know, if you just want, your your host is Twinkie, and that's what makes you feel good, that's cool, mm-hmm. just don't tell me not to eat my weird dessert turducken. Yeah, like, don't rain on my parade here, it's like, I'm, I'm having fun with this, like, medley of pie brownie cake thingy. (laughs) (laughs) 
that I will be napping for like three hours afterwards. Oh yeah, my Thanksgiving is going to be awesome and then regret it so much later. <laughs> um, so we're, we're almost at, uh, at an hour. Um, and I wanted to ask you before uh, we, we kind of wrap this up, was there, I mean, maybe barring the your, your last drawing, um, were, were there like one or two of these women that were like your favorite to put up? I mean, favorite in terms of either research or drawing or, I mean, you can have multiple answers to this. There's no wrong question. You know, there's no wrong answer. <laughs> so. You know, so many of them uh, <laughs> surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to pick. Um, I I loved how the polystyrene came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's one of those where you know I really wanted to draw this person, and this came out exactly the way my brain picture of it was. Um, so I adore that one um i'm really happy the way uh with the way livia drusilla came out Mm -hmm. um and that was you know that was that was a person that i was kind of like lukewarm on and then when i got into her um it was just uh, the circumstances uh behind her was just so interesting and um you know, she was she was not um, a a woman of singular achievement like a lot of the like the, the vast majority of the the subjects were. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was a woman who was in a highly patriarchal society and gained her power through the men in her life. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where I was kind of like, well, on it because I was like, I feel this should be represented because this is so many of the women who have held any kind of power and who have made decisions that have affected history have made them this way mm-hmm. um but it was it was still like a lukewarm thing because it was just like wow well, i want the hellraiser yeah you, um, you want that like the independent yes. woman and <laughs> i just want them all to be stage coach mary right <laughs> um <laughs> i want everyone to be bell star and uh <laughs> yeah exactly um but uh i I ended up finding it so interesting, like this persistent story of her having poisoned everyone and being this like extremely cunning and malicious woman, Mm -hmm. and yet also having the historical accounts record her as being kind and upstanding. Um, it just kind of falls into what we were previously talking about, like a woman of you know a woman who lived a life where she was many things at one time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, good on you, and, Olivia. Yeah, I mean, and that is, you know, that is how some people do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the only way you can do it. Like sometimes it's hard to separate, even when uh, there's there's writings that the that the women have made that seem, um, you know, let's just use the word problematic. Mm. You know, it's like how much of that was what they really believed, and how much of it was like, "Hey, this is what I need to do to survive." No, so exactly. I'm going to do what I can, what I have to. Mm-hmm. For and, sure. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's. I try to. I try to. 
try not to be too judgmental because ultimately um, everything is very gray, especially when you're coming from a place where um, you are not necessarily considered a full person mm-hmm. in the society you're working in. So, yeah. And the fact that we can get, a, at the very least, some kind of an idea of them now is uh-huh. is huge. I mean, like, if, if we were still operating the same way we always did, most of these women wouldn't be, even be on the list. So, they, there might yeah. not even be a list. I mean, the amount of the amount of research that's been done, like, especially, um, I mean, really getting um, women and, and people of color and, you know, mm-hmm. um, queer people into research positions has has opened that up because it's not just that they're, um, they're going to want to find, you know, historical precedences. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that is the thing. Like, everyone wants to know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, but it's also um, just coming from a different worldview. You're going to read an account of someone differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, you're you're just you know your worldview, like the way you were raised, the um, the cultural forces that you dealt with when you were raised. Mm-hmm. They, they affect the way you the way you read something. Oh, definitely. And you can train yourself to, you know, try to read things differently, but you know, it, it's 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 a real thing. No, our our inherent bias is completely, you know, can steer the course of how we view anything, and uh, is, yeah, especially like how we how we read a book, how we you know view a piece of art, and you know all that stuff. Uh, it comes down, it boils down to, you know, what, what, ha- what made you into this person? And then you are going to reflect that in how you view something. Um, I mean, we're seeing it now, it just based on like the TV shows, people like the, uh, you know, uh, there was that, what survey that said, if you're into Harry Potter, you're probably a Democrat or something like that. <laughs> Like if, and if you like the, I, I don't remember what the comparison was. It's like that most liberal people or you know sympathetic people like are, are you know they 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 like Harry Potter and if they're a sociopath they like this thing or something like that. <laughs> we can boil it down to whether or not you like Harry Potter, basically. Uh, then we'll break right. it down by house. <laughs> so if you're a Slytherin, you. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. I, I, you know, I always, I always thought I was a Ravenclaw, but every test I take uh, it's me and Gryffindor. So. See, and, uh, and it, that's it's rigged. It's all rigged. It's rigged in favor of Gryffindor. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing too. Is like my um, so my sister self identified as a Hufflepuff, um, and then she took the Pottermore quiz and got into Slytherin, and it was like. Like oh having my. an existential crisis. <laughs> like what? I don't understand. What does it mean? <laughs> like, I I done like you know every every test I've ever done, and especially like I mean personality quizzes being what they are. I mean you can kind of figure it out if you read into the question a little bit, um, mm-hmm. or the answers. Because I always got put in in Ravenclaw, and so when they did the the 
you know, quote unquote official test on Pottermore and I got in Ravenclaw, I'm like, yep, confirmation bias. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I did a true. And no, I mean it, it's it's so interesting like how we you know, it's kind of like um, you know, your astrology sign. Um mm-hmm. based on this arbitrary, you know, you know, uh creature that was created in the sky and then where you were born, like suddenly your personality is this thing. <laughs> and yet I I'll look at an Aquarius book and be like, "Yep, that that's all that's all true." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and the whole thing about that too is that um, the you know due to the the tilt of the Earth and just the you know gradual changing of the universe, mm-hmm. the signs actually don't line up anymore. Yeah. So the, the modern signs, and I remember when that came out, and everyone was just like. Whatever, I am one. <laughs> I don't put any thought into these like arbitrary distinctions, but I've been a Capricorn the whole time. Whatever. I am an Aquarius, but I am not not a Pisces. Yeah, well, because the, then they had that like that thirteenth uh, constellation that the zo- in the zodiac, and everyone was like, like the serpent or something. Yeah, it has. It starts with an O, I think, like O Ophir something or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, because that actually pushes me into a Capricorn, and I was like, no, I don't care for this. <laughs> we must have similar birthdays. What, I was I was born on February 15th. On February 7th. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Aquarians. There we go. Like, Aquarians into history. It's like, I think we're finding out we should be best friends at this point, Rory. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, did we because just become best friends? Aquarius women are the best. Still, it's it's so true, and that's not biased at all. That is no the truest thing that has ever been said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and uh, and I think that's a good note to go out on with this one. It's uh, uh, I apologize if it's it's uh, kind of condensing it down, but uh, I do have to pack to go on a trip, so. Oh, that is okay. Oh, um, before before one more thing, mm, um, yes. I will be crowdfunding a book. Oh, um, good. Is so it? Mention that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before we go, um, yeah, we're 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 gonna do uh, your online presence. Like, where can people find you if they would like to peruse the list of women, um, or like you know, purchase art, anything like that. Okay. You go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I hadn't quite ended it yet, so we're, we're still going. Guess who's terrible at verbal cues? Oh, don't worry, I'm just as bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I am Rory Comics, R-O-R-I, uh, Comics. Um, pretty much on all social media that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I'm probably on Twitter the most. Okay. Um, but you can find the women on um, Facebook. Um, oh yeah, sorry, my Facebook page is I like Rory. I like Rory. So I like Rory. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say it out loud, it's actually true how you feel about Rory. Just for you know, people telling right, you. Because you're liking the page. You're like, I like Rory. There we go. Like, this, this is so clever. Mm. Uh, Works out. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, like really, if you search Rory Comics, you'll find um, 
you'll find all of my social media presence. Mm -hmm. Um, The Tumblr has um, extended um, descriptions, extended bios. Okay. um, Whereas, like, the Twitter, it's like, there might be, like, a, you know, a Twitter thread of the bios, but um, if you, if you're interested in that, the Tumblr is probably the best place. Okay. Um, I have a Patreon. Yeah, okay. Rory Comics. (laughs) (laughs) It's all Rory Comics. All Rory (laughs) Comics. All Rory Comics all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then you said that you're, so you're going to make a book out of the, uh, the 100 Days 100 Women? Yes. Yes, I am, I am working on that now. Um, I hope to have, uh, the go go up soon. Okay. Um, as soon as I get the video done. Because mm-hmm. I have a video of Luddite. Um, <laughs> it's like, am I looking into the camera? I don't know. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried to uh, record one of one of my drawings and speed it up, and I could not. I spent like four hours, and oh. I was so angry oh, because no. it had not been sped up and I just wasted four hours trying to figure out how and I was just like whatever I don't get video <laughs> it's like I'm done with this you just like kick something and just walk off like whatever yes I was in a completely foul mood and I was I was just so bad um <laughs> but yeah so uh I should be doing that like if you follow me um on any of the social medias um you will notice of when that goes up. Excellent. And uh, any future projects that I may be doing in 2017. All right. Um, and uh, since this is going up like like almost immediately, uh, is there any like are there any conventions you're doing that you want to promote or any kind of appearances that uh, people should know about to come and say hi? Um, not in 2016, um, and we haven't finalized anything for 2017 yet, okay. but, um, I would say the best thing to do is follow me on social media of your choice, mm-hmm. and, um, I will, I will talk about it a lot. Okay. <laughs> I won't really talk about it a lot. <laughs> Actually, I'm not good at marketing. I, no, I'm the like, same way. Like. I feel dirty. <laughs> I I have I have a website and a podcast with two different names. Like I don't know anything about brands, so <laughs> it's bad. It's bad because I've I've worked in marketing. I have done brands for other people. Mm. Myself, I don't know what I'm doing. There we go. It's, it's, it all goes to hell. I've got it all. Like it looks like you've got it all put together, and you're like, I'm shit at this. Oh my god. It is. It's just like I don't even know myself. Like, <laughs> Just an existential crisis every time we try to put together a logo. There we go. I would love to watch that movie. (laughs) I tried, I tried so hard, and now I'm questioning everything about myself. It's like like some kind of uh, Darren Aronofsky's type, you know, like like psychosexual, existential... Mm -hmm. Just starts cutting to different, like, you know, plants and trees and rocks and oh my god. <laughs> and then it's just like 
animals devouring other animals <laughs> and it's like in pretty black and white and, it's like, oh. oh and there's this like classical music playing in the background it's super slow-mo and you're like wow this is art yeah <laughs> oh lord i went to art school i had to i had to see some of that oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't even imagine now in college i think my uh junior year of college i took a film course and we had to watch a few of those kinds of movies on top of, like, Citizen Kane and all that stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, yes, my education has served me well, I suppose. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, Rory, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so glad that we got to do this, um, you know, before the holidays and everything. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. And uh, like I said, this will go up almost immediately. And uh, hopefully uh, I'll see you at a con someday so we can like super geek out in real life. <laughs> yes. Um, we've been talking about going to Heroes Con, so hopefully that happens. Hey. I don't know if that's on your list. If you're, if you're ever in the Pacific Northwest, I'm more likely to see you. Oh my god, I would love to go to Emerald City there or we- Geek Girl Con. Oh my god, yeah, Geek Girl Con, I sometimes uh, do stuff for them, so maybe we can work that out, I, I believe. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. Because I I will tell you, I need to move to the Pacific Northwest, because uh, the sun, I, it does not have a good relationship with the sun. Oh, I, and, I'm <laughs> the same way, I am pale as fuck and live in the exact right area for it, so... <laughs> It was like, I'm living the dream, it is rainy, and I feel great. <laughs> it's like, I would do really well, I think, in Ireland if I was to move out of the country, be like, yep, I feel like those are my people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I went up to Nova Scotia, which is, you know, very gray, mm-hmm. North Atlantic, overcast, and I was just like, I'm finally here. <laughs> <laughs> I found my home, the true place I was always meant to be. It's like take me into your bosom. <laughs> yeah, people, people like I want to retire to Florida. I'm like I want to retire to some place that is unforgiving and rocky. I'm going to retire in Reykjavik. <laughs> yeah, there's a volcano every once in a while. It's just pale people everywhere. All the fish you want. There we go. Can have some what uh, 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 what is it they what fermented shark I think. <laughs> oh, oh God! Try everything once and then spit it out immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that and on that note, uh, again, thank you, Rory, and uh, as always to those of you listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>